0: Welcome to Talking Mopars episode number 106. I finally got a chance to do another Facebook live stream with some of my friends from the motley crew of Mopars. We had Chris Maddox from the Madfro Monroe and Big Block's Garage podcast, Blake Anderman from DIY Hemi, and of course, Johnny Mopar. We also had my buddy Trevor join us for a little bit as well. This is part one of three, since we went nearly three hours, and we had a great time and hope you will too. So without further ado, if you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned into the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth. And I am your host, Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars
1: Live. (laughs) You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar.
0: What's up, everybody? We are back live once again, and I have some special guests joining me on the show tonight. Let's go ahead and bring them on for the first time ever on Talking Mopars. We have a special guest from the Mad Froman Row on Big Block's Garage podcast. And it's not Big Block. It is actually his partner in crime, Chris Maddox. Mad, what's up, yeah. buddy?
2: Man, this is kind of cool. I haven't, yeah. man, I've been wanting to go live for, with you guys for a while. So it's it's pretty awesome. I know it's to, about time. <laughs> it's about yeah, time. Yeah, buddy. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yep. Um, I finally got internet at the house so I can actually do stuff. So that's pretty cool. Nice,
0: nice. Um, We also have another buddy joining us tonight, and you know him. Johnny Mopar is in the house. What's up, Johnny?
3: What's up? What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, Not yeah. a whole lot. I was
0: actually, I was just setting up my podcast and this live stream, and I was watching um Ruben's live stream over at yeah. uh, Muscle City Madness on YouTube.
3: Yeah, it was just over there. Yeah, it's, it's cool.
0: That was getting oh, I, fun. I was like, gosh, if I didn't if I didn't want to do mine, I jump over there. It was a yeah. good conversation. I
3: liked it. Yeah, he was uh he he was saying, uh, "Maybe uh he was wondering if we could combine them." i'm like i don't know but it, i think brian's gonna be popping over here trying to convince <laughs> you to go over there maybe, maybe I, after your live, so we'll
0: absolutely see <laughs> yeah i'm down uh i because, wish because there was how a... long
3: does how long does chris go for his lives and i go he's almost as bad as you he goes like two, <laughs> he goes like two hours but you go about four hours and then your your live stream ends and then you start another one
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah brian uh the last one i saw that he did because he keeps inviting me but i'm always busy or something's going on i really yeah. want wanted to join him on on one of his last ones and it was like i remember i tuned in it was like four hours or five hours in i was like geez you guys are
3: insane yeah (laughs) yeah he starts he's like in the middle of the country somewhere so he starts early because i there's been a few times he's done (laughs) not his life but his other show and it's like 4 p.m i'm like shit i'm still wrenching on cars man yeah
0: i think one time i was i was work i was doing something i was like he's going live now (laughs) what's going on yeah that's crazy um I think we're going to have some other buddies join us here in a little bit, but for now, um, Johnny, we'll get to you in a minute. Chris, for the people that don't know who you are and uh, what projects you have and how involved you are in Mopars, go ahead and uh, let everyone know.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Well, Chris, Chris. Are What are you in the mad fro Monroe? Are you, are you the mad? Are you the fro? <laughs> I'm, the, the like,
2: I'm the mad. So, you know, we got the <laughs> Maddox there, you know, last name. So, um, uh, yeah, as far as Mopar, I've been Mopar pretty much my whole life. Um, my, my dad was a big Mopar guy. He got me started when I was 9, 10 years old. Um, I've got a 1950 Chrysler that I'm going to build for the wife. I've got a 69 Dodge Stepside that I'm building currently for me. Um, it's going to have a big block in it. You know, it's kind of yeah. old school, 70s style, you know. I mean, yellow plug wires. It's going to be, <laughs> you know, white headers. It's going to be the whole deal. I've got a uh, cast right. aluminum wind intake sitting right next to me here. Uh with the uh with the nice purple and, and yeah and polished brawler. Yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Got the holly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, buddy. It's gonna be a pretty sweet build. So it's uh it's kind of a 70s style, um, pretty inspired. My my dad had a 72 charger when I was like way young, uh, that inspired me. So that's that's kind of where that comes from. Getting the cues from that a little bit. Uh, I've got a 2015 Challenger. That's kind of my uh, dream car, if you will. My dream car was a '72 <laughs> Challenger, but uh, with a okay. Hemi and a four-speed, that's un- unobtainable. So I've got a '15 <laughs> that's got the Hemi in it. So you know, it kind of makes up. I've got i I've got a '91 uh, Mitsubishi Mighty Max, which is technically a Mopar because the Mitsubishi <laughs> at the time, right? Yeah, so. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually working on trading it. Hopefully for a uh, for a Ram Charger at, at this current moment. I'm kind of in talks with a guy. So, wow! Fingers crossed, man. I'd love to get a Ram Charger, but um, yeah, that that would be an epic trade. <laughs> yeah FNJ, yeah it'd be pretty I great like it's it's kind of <laughs> rusty i mean the 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 mighty max is in way better shape than the ram charger but okay. my dad had a ram charger when i was a kid it was black and gray it was the two-tone it was four-wheel drive it had the 360 in it this one's a 360 it's black it's got the big back window though i love okay. the big back window ram chargers so yeah yeah hopefully so, we'll see what happens what year is it it's a 87 that i'm working on trading okay. for so the yeah. non-removable top, right? Non-removable big back window. Um that one of my coworkers was pretty disappointed that it's the non-removable, but I like the big back windows. That's a selling point for me actually and it's got the turbine wheels, you know, so that's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I, from what I
0: understand those tops are ridiculously heavy and you need two people to uh take them off unless you have some sort of yeah. contraption like an engine hoist or a, <laughs> like a
3: ga- you need like a gantry crane. I mean, yeah. this- they're all steel. I mean, they're
2: freaking heavy. Yeah, <laughs> stupid heavy. So I'm not interested in removing it anyway. I kind of want it because it'll rem- yeah. it'll it'll tow my camper way better than the Mighty Max does. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I'd love to have it. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. I've, I've been kind of in talks with him all day. He's somewhat interested in the Mighty Max, but he wants something that's not a single cab. So that doesn't really fit. But anyway.
0: Awesome. Let me ask you a question. Yep. Were you did you get Big Block into Mopars or was he like how did that work out?
2: Uh so it's kind of funny because he had the C ten whenever we met. Um Okay. I think he was mildly interested in the Mopar stuff because he that duster he's been interested in for way longer than I've known him. I've only known Matt for what is this year? Twenty-one, so probably about six five years? it's been a okay. it's been a minute, but no, I didn't really get him into the mopar deal. it just kind of organically happened and we both kind of mesh up with it um it my passion's way older than his but but <laughs> but that said he's he's only six seven eight years into the car deal um yeah. I'm twenty years into it, you know, and I'm only thirty <laughs> so it's yeah, it's sure. one of those deals but uh yeah, no. It, it just worked out. It's kind of funny. Cause, cause I would like to claim that, but Matt's, uh, Matt found the way himself. I think,
0: you know, every time I listen to your guys's podcast, I, I part of me is like, God, I wish Fro would just jump on board, but I don't think we'll ever sell him on a Mopar. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> he is, uh... Fro, Fro is so unique and individual in his taste. Um, yeah, I try to paint him as the GM guy, but he's really not. He, he kind of, is interested in everything but he'll never admit mopar just because he and i are <laughs> friends and he doesn't want to give me that satisfaction yeah
0: yeah i, I remember you guys well, were, already, were talking about uh f8 green <laughs> and you were talking about paint codes and stuff <laughs> and i was just like i was like fro you're killing me right now <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's funny what what drives me crazy his his car is like a it's a ford right it's like a oh, what was it is it is it a Galaxy he's got or... a 65
2: Fairlane, Fairlane. four-door that Fairlane. he's working on. Fairlane. Yep.
3: Right. And I've seen pictures of it. It actually is like really nice.
2: It's a, cool a sharp car.
3: car. Yeah. yeah. And he he will not buy into the whole patina thing. He's like, well, I'm not driving the car like that. Like I got to paint it. and It's like, yeah. oh, man, you're going to ruin it. It's,
2: well, <laughs> it's so Well, the perfect. good thing is he's not going to paint it to the 10th degree, right? Because... Um, the one thing that he'll always acknowledge is the door. When you look at the driver door, you can actually see some patina on the driver door where his grandpa's arm used to lay whenever he was Uh, driving it. And he's never going to paint that. He might paint the rest of the car. That part's going to remain original, I think. Um, He and I agree we both love patina. What we hate is fake patina. And I, and I don't like <laughs> clear coated patina either. That's a huge thing that people seem to be arguing about. If it's yeah. patina, it doesn't need clear on it. And if you put clear on it, then it's not patina in my
1: opinion.
3: Well, it's a, it's tough. I, I'm like, I'm kind of in that boat right now because the 68 charger is very patina. And mm-hmm. I actually did clear the floorboard and the trunk floor to try to protect it and keep it from you know the rust from progressing it's fairly solid you know it does have some pinholes through it but I'm torn on the outside of the car because I do like I I don't like really shiny clear over patina I do like kind of the matte color over the patina which kind of it doesn't look shiny you know it's, it's a little shinier it's shinier than original patina obviously but it's not like you know polished, gleaming rust. rust, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I do like how it darkens the rust surfaces and stuff. So, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. I I do like both, and I've seen both where I don't like it. So I'm a little worried to put clear on it and kind of ruin it, and then I'm like screwed, you know. I can't really go back. So yeah. for yeah. now, the I'm outside's like- gonna stay.
2: Yeah, and and I like the I like the I like real season patina the 50 is black and it's got some rust and it honestly the patina that it has looks pretty good. I'm going to do red wheels with baby moons and just leave the black and patina that it has. I I don't think I'm going to clear it whatsoever. It's the wife's car, so ultimately it's her decision. But uh, what What the goal is is I'm going to put a 5.7 with an 8-speed with a truck rear end, and it's going to be the tow rig. So I think it'd be hilarious to see the 50 (laughs) towing the 69 step side with the big block in it, and people would be like, the car's full in the truck? What is the deal there? (laughs) Right. So I think that'd be a lot of fun.
3: What do you think about polished original paint like if you've got a patina car it's got surface rust say on the top edges of the car but the sides are still solid paint would you polish that and buff it out or would you leave it dull
2: uh you know i guess it depends on the paint color right so yeah you don't want to outshine but you also don't want to leave like nastiness like the 72 that that i got from matt it's it's brown What you You could polish that that. it would look good, but if you polish black and you've got like shiny, nice black paint on the side, and then you've got patina rust on the top, it might be I don't know, I don't know how that would work. I guess I'd have to see it on somebody else's car and then make the call myself.
0: If you look at the Mr. Norm truck, okay, I always thought like when I first saw it, I was like, is that clear coated? And it's not actually what Murray did to that thing, and it looks great. Um, is he just got some of the uh, uh, cheap turtle wax and just waxed it and it actually it really it uh did the patina a lot of justice and so far it's preserving it um i'm actually thinking about doing the bed just because i've noticed that that's the only place since the truck is outside right now that's the only place that i see the rust starting to um pick up a little bit not in a bad way but you know how it starts spreading a little bit i've seen the surface rust spread a little bit so um, But it's not spreading on the parts that have been waxed. So I think I'm going to do that to the bed just to preserve it a little bit. But they have all sorts of products now. Like I know people use linseed oil. Um, yeah. Yeah. My buddy just did that to his tin grill. And it was faded black. It's been in the desert climate of Washington on the east side of the mountains. And uh, it shined up really nice. Um, it was well, actually the, the truck <laughs> I was supposed to buy before Mr. Norm. But he got it. He has it now. And it, it shined up real good with linseed oil.
2: The three of us have different problems because you're in Washington state. Johnny's in California, and I'm in Arkansas, right? So there's a lot of different climates, i guess if If I lived in a more rust prone environment, then I would be more interested in preserving everything. Mm. we don't we don't hardly even get snow here. Um, you know, I mean, Three, four, five, six times a year, but it's never more than a few inches at a time.
1: (laughs) You know, Johnny laughing.
2: We don't have a lot of salt. There's not. There's not anything that's really corrosive around here. So.
3: We get snow like every ten or twelve years,
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. See, and you don't have to worry about it at all. But Chris, you're you're up in Washington. There's tons of corrosiveness, even even just coming in from the from the ocean side and and from the bay. I don't know how close you are to Seattle, but um, I'm I, I'm
0: I can see uh, the Puget Sound, which is basically the ocean um, from my house. Uh, it's weird because I've seen cars that have sat in dirt out here that aren't as rotted Mm -hmm. as you would think and i've seen some cars that have sat in driveways and just rotted away it's super weird but east of the mountains it's super dry it's almost like a almost like a california or an arizona climate uh super dry real deserty um so cars out there are yeah cars out there uh stay preserved pretty well um washington gets a bad rap but like i said i've seen some cars rot away and i've seen some cars for some reason, stay preserved. I've heard stories about people pulling cars out of blackberry bushes that have been there for 30 years and they're not completely rotted, which is crazy to me, but, um, it just, uh, I guess it, it really depends, you know, if the, if yeah. your ground, if your ground is wet constantly and the grass, once the grass starts growing up underneath, <laughs> like from all the moisture and stuff, that's when I've seen, uh, more problems. But, um,
3: I bought a, I bought a parts car, a 70 Dodge Coronet four door, 318 car and it lived its whole life in venice beach in fact i bought it out of venice beach and the guy i bought it from remembers the car like as a kid and growing up and stuff the car was around town all the time he ended up with the car and it was just too roached out but it was really (laughs) weird because it was a beach car you know it had a lot of the ocean salt that would come onto the roads and stuff and uh it rusted weird man because like you know like behind the rear tires where you're basically kicking up mist off of the road into the car it rusted up in those areas really bad um but it and i'm trying to think i think up in like the fender area and stuff too and the fenders there was some rust coming through and then but like on the surface like the lower quarter panels it started cracking and getting a little bit of rust but it as wiped out as underneath the car was you would think that would be totally gone and it wasn't it was still kind of like hanging on and the back rear window corners were still kind of hanging on it was just weird because areas where you normally don't see rust were completely rotted out on this car you know (laughs) and then areas where you would expect to see it it wasn't as bad it was still there but it wasn't as progressed you know
2: yeah, I've got yeah, that going on with the uh, cab that I bought for the 69 for the stepside build. Um, I bought a cab because I was going to put my cab on an 84 floor pan and try to get the heat and the air box and all that stuff. But turns out it's the measurements don't work out very well. It's not going to fabricate together the way I hoped. So I bought another cab that's got somewhat of a floor pan. Um, the weird thing is my cab has some pretty solid pieces you know above the fenders and uh below the uh below the cowling and that kind of stuff that are all really solid and then the the cab that i bought the, that those are all rusted out and then you know there's places in the uh in the overhead in, in my cab that are all rusted out that are completely solid on this one. So it's like everything that's rusted on my cab is solid on the cab that I bought. And everything that is solid on the cab that I bought is all rusted out on mine. Right. So I'm going to make a pretty good solid cab out of, out of the two. but it's really weird because I live on the Missouri, Arkansas line. I bought the, I bought the cab from an hour away. It's not like I had to drive, you know, way far North to go get it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and and they're just like oppositely rested it doesn't make any sense to me but i mean
3: yeah that's good though a whole lot easier You've got everything you it's, need range, yeah
2: yeah yeah
0: all right boys we have uh another buddy joining us another member of the molly crew of mopars blake anderman from diy hemi What's
2: up, Blake? Ooh, man, Blake? What's
0: up, guys? Oh, Dang, What's man, up? look
3: at that office. There that looks is. professional Yay, in there, right? Wow.
1: <laughs> Something. Look at you. The CEO. CEO. I, feel like I, have my, I know. I feel like I have my church clothes on. I'm only showing you the pretty side. right?
0: <laughs> um, Johnny, I got to ask you while it's on my mind. Tell us okay. about... Tell us about uh, duct tape drags because the uh, three of us went to Mo Party, so I'm sure you've heard enough about that. But uh, we got to get this uh, inside scoop on duct tape.
1: It's,
3: I think it was off the hook. You know, it kind of depends, I think, on what you what you're going for, what you like and uh, the people you go with. You mm-hmm. know, I think that makes the experience, but it was uh, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty awesome. Um love the fact that there were so many ratty cars and oh yeah. my god there was some like really slow cars there so <laughs> like you could literally bring anything and be competitive all right um i, I remember this uh, ltd made a pass and i felt like i can Run down the stands and run across the drag strip faster than he could. I mean, it was like so <laughs> slow going down the track. it was hilarious and then but it was it was really awesome. so there was one race I can't remember the cars, but these cars were so slow, but they were so equally matched and I mean <laughs> The whole grandstands, everybody is standing up because it was just like they're going by (laughs) us side by side. Everybody's standing, watching and cheering, waiting to see which side of the light goes on, you know, the winner side, who who won or whatever. But, yeah, it was pretty awesome. It was pretty cool. So you had, like, drag racing. Um, Man, it seemed like 90% of the cars there are, like, roadkill-type cars, you know, like, A lot of those guys were slamming junk together, you know, the night before or the week before, and it's all like super budget builds. Uh, I didn't see too many bad cars this time, but when I went to Zip Tie a few years ago, I remember seeing a Ford there. I think it was a Mustang. He had so much junk in the trunk, like like jacks and tires and like so much shit. It's like, dude, if you got into a rollover. Like all that shit flying forward <laughs> through the seat into the cat. Like it would kill you instantly. You know? <laughs> the guy, the tech guy was giving them shit like, okay, but you got to take all this crap out of the trunk of the car, you know? And I think it had rust on the lower quarter panel into the trunk area. It was so, it was so rusty. It was, and it was hammered, like all around the car was beat, but, um, burnout box was really awesome. That was kind of a pleasant surprise. Um, it was actually pretty cool because my wife and son had left, you know, and then when they came back, my uh they started doing burnouts and I was parked really close to where the burnout box was. So I could see my son like perking up because he's like, something's <laughs> going on over there, you know. And he doesn't really know what's going on. He sees all the smoke and stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. This is cool. He's interested <laughs> in this. So you go, I go, you want to go check out the burnout box? And he goes, Yeah. So we went running over there to see it. And it was just it's freaking phenomenal, dude. I wish I got video of it. I didn't. The best guy in there was a Dodge Dakota. This guy had like a, I'll call it. I think it was like a 90s, early, mid-90s Dakota, kind of the roundish ones.
0: Okay. Fuck, mm-hmm.
3: oh, dude. This guy, he had skills too. He was just roasting the tires and he was sliding like, like here's the wall and the tailgate of the truck is just like sliding right <laughs> alongside of it, man. And the headers on this thing were just cherry red, like they were glowing <laughs> red under the truck. He was just ripping it so hard. Uh, it, it was awesome. It was awesome, wow. and I didn't. I didn't record it. It's like, <laughs> damn it.
0: When we were at Mo but, Party, the only live video I was able to get was the uh, burnout count burnout contest. <laughs> that was the only one I could get from beginning to end. I was like, well, I guess if I get one video, it could be the burnout contest.
2: <laughs> I'll break <this laughs> so mad. The whole time we were at Mo Party, Oh, the- uh,
0: <laughs> I can't even i uh i dropped the ball so hard but thank god chris and uh matt were there getting some amazing content so i I was happy for them and there was a point where i was just like i just need to just take this in and just make sure that i'm ready for next year Um, which means i'm not going to be i was too obsessed with live if i wasn't so obsessed with live i could have just been recording content but i I let it get the best of me i was like damn it because that's that's my bread and butter is the live streams, and uh yeah. I'm not what when I go to SEMA this next week. I'm not going to focus on the lives. I've got my GoPro stuff ready, and mm-hmm. uh I'm going to get after it with that. So we'll see. I might go live a couple times just to see because Vegas is a little bit better. I had more success, except for it was so hot when Johnny and I were there. My phone kept <laughs> get overheating yeah. and just shutting down, so that that Jeez. screwed me there. So I've yeah. learned a bunch of valuable lessons this year <laughs> at these events.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think... I, I mean, I've learned some stuff, too. I mean, like that. Like, I wish I got more video of some things, and uh, I, I don't know why I didn't think about it, but, like, I didn't really realize it, but, you know, I rode with Ruben. Ruben went down the track in his 69 Roadrunner, which was re- really cool. He was having some ignition problems, so you, you can hear it in the video, you know, like, the engines, I don't uh. know, electronically cutting out or something, but, but it was still a blast. And uh, And then... I noticed like I see some of his videos. He was like jumping in rides of like anybody he can get into the passenger seat of. He was riding with everybody. And I'm like, <laughs> why the hell didn't I do that? You, yeah. know? <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: you know, so th- I think next time I'll be asking for some rides and see if uh mm-hmm. see if I can jump in on the passenger seat, you know. But uh yeah, dude, it was it was it was a blast. I had I had a lot of fun, I enjoyed it. Now I will tell you this. If I could do it all over again, I wouldn't take the charger. I would take something that ran and I would, I mean, even like the D 100, which isn't is very fast, but it's like super reliable. It'll make passes down the track. It'll probably beat 80% of everything out there. Cause there's so many <laughs> slow cars, you know, so that that would have been cool to do. So, and I, and I'm like, I'm, I'm excited of all these things I want to do because it's like I want to bring the Charger back running and, you know, hammer it down the track. I want to – I'm kind of focused on the Duster right now, so I'm trying to get that to the track. So I'm like, I'd love to bring that to the track. Yeah. Then I have like the, the, the club car, the Belvedere. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to get the 383 into that car and get that in the burnout <laughs> box. Like, <laughs> you know, that would be awesome. Just put mount GoPros all over it and stuff and – Put like you know four, four, four guys inside of it, just sitting there. And <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was cool. It was off the hook. It was pretty cool.
0: Did uh, General Mayhem make a pass or no?
3: Uh, General Mayhem wasn't there. So, oh shit, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, oh. it was kind of it was kind of a bummer. Um, oh. I actually like talked to Freiberger. I I recorded it. I haven't posted it yet or anything. Mm. I don't know if I will, but. Um, yeah, it, it was kind of humbling. I mean, this, th- here's the thing it's like, and, and don't get me wrong. Right. I'm not like, uh, not knocking those guys in any way, but it's like, for me, it's like, this is the most important thing going on, you know, getting mm. the charger to the track, yep. you know? Mm. And it's like, well, I want to be there when general Mayhem's going to be there, but mm. you know, those guys got their own agenda. I'm nobody to, right. <laughs> you know, roadkill yeah. and stuff like that and so
2: they, well you know, hang I, on you say that but roadkill garage just shouted you out a couple of weeks yeah. ago ah, if it wasn't sure. for you johnny
0: general mayhem would not exist <laughs> yeah uh, and we so, might still be able to buy cheap wait, chargers.
1: okay so. no <laughs> I, I shared this in our group chat but There's no one else in this car right now that has a Hot Wheels modeled (laughs) after a car that they used to own, okay? I just want to point that out. That's pretty friggin' awesome.
3: Hey, I did come up with that paint job. Just, you just did. Sort of clear. <laughs> that's
1: <Yeah>. that's a legend. <laughs> not, status, not, not, hello, right? Hot Wheels not, graphics right? design team. Johnny Motor's right, in right? the house. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> you guys need anything else painted up? I got it right here. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. That,
2: yeah.
1: Crazy. So
3: when I saw him, uh he he said that he goes, oh, man, your hood isn't here. It's I think it was in Washington actually, uh, where they're doing dirt fish. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah he said he said yeah as soon as we're done here we're flying out there and we're filming so the car is out there for filming that and they they did that and they did um the other charger um death
0: metal oh yeah death metal
2: yeah the (laughs) 2jz yeah that's hurting but, some feelings out there hey, <laughs> I see hey listen that no, tjz just... swap is awesome
3: <laughs> as long as i got general mayhem i don't care you can do whatever you want with that car. <laughs> <laughs> general mayhem was done right <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you know so that that was kind of a bummer that general mayhem wasn't there hmm. um you know and and when i was uh talking to to dave he was like I was like, man, I, so, like, earlier in the day, there is a guy that's buddies with Dave, and he bought, uh, like, a Buick convertible or something that was one of the roadkill cars. He was there, and then he has a buddy, and so that buddy, I, I bullshit it with for a while. He was a pretty cool guy, and uh, I was like, man, I'm thinking about pushing my cars because I when I pulled in, I asked to be as close to the roadkill cars as possible. So I was, like, literally – one row over from them, you know. And I wanted to push the car over there, but I was a little unsure. It's like, I don't know if they're gonna freak out. And it's not like the car runs. If the car ran, it would be like sneak it over there, drop it off. If they say you gotta move it, no big deal. But hmm. I gotta push this thing, you know. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know. And uh the the guy I talked to he goes he goes, well let's ask his buddy whose buddies with Freiberger and he was kind of advising against it because he was like, well you know, they're going to be showing up with a bunch of cars. And even though there's space now, there's not going to be enough space, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. Yeah. I, I'm not going to push the car over there. So Fucking I do, hater. That hater. Oh <laughs> so my put God. Over there. Well, and then when I talked to Freiburger, I actually, I, I was, uh, I was filming Ruben making a pass and I was walking back and I saw Freiburger right there next to all the roadkill cars. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool. And, uh, There was, there didn't seem to be a big line. So I was like, well, shit, I'll just bullshit with them. Well, there was like a couple of crowds of people, like families or whatever. So it took a little longer than I thought it would, but ended talking to him. And I mentioned it to him about bringing the car over here. And he goes, he goes, ah, he goes, the the problem is is like people aren't going to get it. You know, they're not going to really know, like, why is this car here? You know, they don't, most people don't know the story behind the two cars or whatever so i was like all right you know mr big shot i'm gonna no, no i'm just kidding <laughs> my
2: <laughs> god who knows you
3: <laughs> right no but I, I was like yeah you know so it was a there's a little sting to the ego there but yeah. you know like so that it was a little humbling and it, you know what it told me was like look you gotta have your own agenda like like trying to to latch on to roadkill and general mayhem and like do this cool thing, which I think would have been cool. It's like, those guys have got their own agenda and their own plans with general mayhem and you're not involved in it. So it's like, here I am kind of sacrificing the event, not having a running car there by bringing the charger. And it's like, ah, the whole reason I brought it was to be there when general mayhem was there, you know, but it didn't, it didn't work out that way. So,
0: don't forget my this, lesson Johnny.
3: was next time it's my agenda. I'm on I'm doing what I want to yeah. do yeah. and I'm gonna participate in the event, whether that's the charger or the duster or the club car or the d one d or whatever, you know. Hey, can right. can
1: you keep going? I think you have a few more cars. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Johnny,
0: Johnny. You
2: know, flex, Thomas. Yes. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't forget flex this, in, Johnny. Flex. <laughs> Don't forget this. You are Johnny in mopar okay that's right, <laughs> right. one I mean? and only <laughs> hey if it wasn't for you general mayhem wouldn't even be a thing and roadkill may not be where it's at right now so you always have those bragging rights whether they won't they allow you to park next to him or not can, but can
3: you tell freiberger that so he can <laughs> so he can plan next year and bring general mayhem <laughs>
1: well uh, let me i'll I'll throw some two cents in there, you know, I think you're right, Johnny. you know, about sticking to your guns and doing your agenda, I think that's yeah. absolutely right. do your thing, yeah, yeah. but you do you when the cloud gets big enough, eventually your agenda becomes their agenda, yeah, yeah, so no, think I, that
3: I think you're you, completely right, Blake I mean it and don't get me wrong, like I don't like David was no, really yeah. cool about it you know yeah. and yeah, he, he, seems... he joked he joked around about you know like your hood isn't here so it's like you know he's recognizing that yeah. you know uh and I told him I'm like hey well, if you want to see your heads they're right over there you know I don't <laughs> think he actually bothered to ever go look at them
1: but it's no, okay. probably but so
3: no. busy you know
1: from right. what you said, yeah, I mean, he seems like a really cool guy. And I didn't mean that he negatively, yeah. but no, no. when, when you push your own thing and you do your own thing and the gravitation just pulls yeah. eventually it's mutually beneficial yeah. and it'll, it all aligns. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I think it's really cool. He gave you shout outs. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's definitely that's, awesome. That's awesome. You know?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I also felt like, I mean I was excited about it like I said I was there for the Charger mm-hmm. and uh you know a lot of guys I I I try to make a a little binder so people can look at pictures and stuff to my surprise man like nobody bothers to open it up
2: you know really like, yeah I was, I I was kind of shocked I think people are scared when they go to a car event and there's anything to do with the car I think people are scared to touch it like Everybody's everybody kind of keeps their distance, like no Or one. the
0: exact opposite, where they're touching your shit and they're getting yeah, it, yeah, they
2: <laughs> yeah. There's only two. Mm-hmm. There's Got only the two types, but people don't want to <laughs> touch things, I don't think. Whenever we were Maybe. at Mo Party and we were sitting there, me and Matt were hanging out next to the Cuda um, on day two or three or whatever it was. Everybody like kind of walked up to the tent, but nobody even would even say anything to us, and we're like sitting there like, yeah. hey, if you want to talk, you can talk. Who wouldn't even yeah, talk to yeah. us. They're just like checking out Blake's scooter, you know, looking, oh man, it's a nice car. And they just walked yeah. on by, like nobody wanted to say anything.
1: Uh, Johnny, put it this way. We had stuff like all around the engine. We had parts. We had, you know, everything. All all just, we had t-shirts, parts, whatever, all draped all over Not one single item walked off. <laughs> so they were afraid to touch anything.
3: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was surprised, uh, but you know it was kind of cool. It was a it was a good mix. There was people that did follow me on YouTube, so I was able to bullshit with them about you know just the YouTube stuff or the car. There was some people that were just like, hey, "That's a cool charger," you know, and we talked about the charger. And then you know it was like I sometimes because it is a road it's kind of a roadkill event, right? It's really yeah. all about roadkill and it's about it the cast, yeah. you know? And so like any opportunity I had, I, I would try to talk about the story of the car and the hood and the heads and blah, 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 you know? Uh, mm. But then after you kind of talk about it a few times, like, let's say maybe 10 times and you start to go like, eh, I wish, I wish I was telling a different story. I wish I was talking about the car going down the track. You know what yeah. I mean? You right. know, and right. the, the other stuff, I think like, like you're saying, Blake, it'll, it'll just come, you know, Whoop. it'll be out there and people talk about it on their own or ask about it. You know, if you guys had roadkill shirts on. I would talk about it cause figured mm. they like roadkill stuff. So it's kind of an interesting little trivia, little yeah. backstory or whatever, but, but, um, but yeah, dude, very cool. And Ruben's story, man, like, off the hook, like total roadkill. He had all these <laughs> transmission problems, and he was literally putting. He he said that he was practically excavating the transmission out of some guy's backyard out of the dirt uh, to put into his car, hoping and praying that it would work. And the guy had no clue because he pulled it out of a a junk car, you know, and has no idea. Never had it running, so he's like, I don't know if it works or not so he was burning the midnight oil the night before and there he was at the track with the running roadrunner wow. so it was pretty wow. it was epic for him dude it was like <laughs> epic i mean <laughs> talk about a hell of a story yeah well wow. yeah
0: when when so is awesome. the charger going to be uh running and driving johnny
3: oh it's a good question i don't know dude i'm so burnt out on it <laughs> um <laughs> like
1: it happens
3: it does dude i just it's just been charger charger charger. and then i loaded the car on the trailer and it just all the transmission fluid leaked out of it so i don't know where it's coming from i haven't looked at it um and then getting back it's like i need to really throttle down on the spending i mean i i probably dropped easily fifteen thousand bucks into that car to get it to where it is and it's still not done you know uh so i'm like i need to do shit that doesn't cost any money what what it it's not working out but i'm I'm looking around and going all right what what do we got going on i got my mom's car that needs a lot of money but there's some parts i have i can you know i need to give it attention and get it down on wheels so i already have the parts bought so i'm gonna work on that And I'm like, the duster, dude, the duster is running and driving. I just need to drive it, figure out what's going to go wrong with it, what's going to break, you know, fix it, and then get it out to Verona, hit the track with it. Um, And, yeah, it didn't take long because I took it out and I started romping it because I was romping on it and I can hear something rubbing, right? And so, like, this time around, it's like, all right. We're gonna really romp on it, and we're gonna see what's really going on. Something's not right, so I romped on it a few times. I could hear something rubbing and the so on like the A bodies and like the later B bodies, they have like kind of like that spool mount for the transmission mm-hmm. uh it's got like an inner eyelet, a rubber, and then an outer eyelet, and it's like on a bolt that goes through and then you have sort of the the uh, transmount coming down like this right mm-. Mm-hmm. Well, the two sleeves slid apart. The rubber came apart, so the whole transmission in the car is like kicked over to the tr- to the passenger side. So oh, there's wow. like a small gap on one side and a big gap on the other side, and the drive shaft was rubbing on the uh, the drive shaft loop I put in the car. Oh, so, okay. yeah, so that was rubbing. So that's not too bad. I took the drive shaft loop out and I ordered a like polygraphite. Solid mount, you know, and it's got big mushroom heads on each side. So even if that happened again It would hit the mushroom head. and Mm. can't can't slide like it like that shitty one that I have on the car now So which I'm still waiting for parts. I don't know when they're gonna get here, but I got that I need tires need slicks
0: (laughs) What do you think that thing you've never tracked that car have you? No, what do you expect out of it?
3: I all I know is what I know. So, my coronet is my baseline car, and in we just mostly have eighth mile tracks out here. So, in the eighth mile, it went eight one, which is about a 13 second in the quarter mile. I think this car is going to be probably about uh, 150 to 200 pounds lighter, of course. I think I've gained like 50 pounds <laughs> from then to now, so, so maybe a hundred pounds lighter than back then. Um, the mo the cam's much bigger than the cam in the cornet, so I I don't know. I th- I think if it goes, I think it'll go low twelves. I think all dialed in. Maybe if if I get out there and it runs 13 flat, if it was a quarter mile or 8 0 80 or 8 1 my first pass i'll be ecstatic you know awesome. and then i think i can tweak the car from there and get it to go faster and faster you know with what i got not having to throw more power at it or more parts at it you know
0: how attached are you to that a body johnny
3: uh not very attached Why? <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy one or
0: <laughs> no i'm always just curious because I, I i hear you like uh, I'm kind of tired of the Charger. Let me just fuck with this A-body for a little
2: while. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm just sitting here like, God, I wish I had that problem. Like, God, I'm tired of working on this Charger, you know?
2: <laughs> Listen, I know that everybody is, has, like, this love affair for Chargers. I'm a cornet guy through and through. I would rather have a 69 Cornette 10 times over than a 69 Charger. I know that's nice. sacrilege, but, man, Cornets are awesome. I love cornets.
1: That's oh yeah, they're different. I mean, I enjoy them just as much. I would say, yeah, I like that they're different. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you don't see as many. That's part of the reason I love them. Plus, it, I don't know. It's just that that panel just looks so good, and the chargers look good too. Don't take don't take it wrong. I I love the chargers. Yeah, but the cornets are just amazing. What about sixty nine cornet wagons? How do you, oh, oh. Wagons, listen, <laughs> listen. Me and Albrecht bonded big time over this at no party. <laughs> wagons are the end all be all. If there's a wagon, I'm in. Period. End of story. Especially cornet wagons.
0: Mm,
3: they're nice.
0: Cool. How many of those do you have, Johnny? <laughs> so, <laughs>
2: I, have I have one. Oh
3: no, I have one sixty nine uh, okay. and a seventy wagons
1: <laughs> oh god just, yeah. just one wait six, nine, wait and one oh, 70 that's just, all just one just, uh, I, all. I just have a small dealership it's no big deal
2: <laughs> johnny uh, had an no all-party at his house no, while we were needs, in kentucky
1: johnny needs like a cab over and like a six-car hauler yeah. Yeah, for duct tape I tracks yeah i
3: i did actually think of that i was thinking like man i got all these cars i want to bring i'm gonna have to get a big rig and just bring all of them
1: so. that's what we're just look we're, we're just picking on you because we love you it's all good man it is all so good. i awesome.
2: do i do have a little bit of a of a of a question the, i've been around a couple of celebrity cars i got to hang out with uh finnegan for a few moments at uh, tulsa raceway park during rocky mountain race week and be around blasphemy and that was awesome so that's oh yeah it, that's cool i like it so blasphemy is a little bit of a celebrity car it's yes. awesome to even be around those cars i'm curious what it's like to birth a celebrity car like i know (laughs) that your cars i I know that your the car that you had isn't exactly general mayhem but it is
3: it's it's visually it is very much the same car right so So i'm a little bit (laughs) curious
2: we've been around celebrity cars all of us have it's awesome to even stand next to one seriously standing next to blasphemy was like euphoric it was amazing yes. to stand next to that car because it's one mm-hmm. of my idle cars i love that car that's the single car that like roped me into roadkill i was watching roadkill and then when finnegan said i'm gonna build this car and put a hemi in it to piss off all the chevy guys i was like i'm in 100 yeah. percent. love this mm-hmm. guy this is my show and, I, and it kind of roped me in and i've loved that car ever since so it's it standing next to that car was amazing for me but to own a car that ends up at the level of of motorhome 440 you know just yeah. majesty what's that like it,
3: it's it's a trip and and it's a trip <laughs> in a couple of ways so like for example like with blasphemy it's different like the guy it's funny because the guy that they bought that car from he actually lives out in Hemet where Mike, Mike Coffee lives and mm-hmm. i've actually sold parts to that guy so i've talked to that guy and he's like oh yeah i i used to own blasphemy <laughs> it was
1: like it was like a shell it was a shell of a 55 uh, yeah.
3: but he's the one he's the original owner of it you know but like what he sold them was such a shell and then they've changed the car so much you know mm-hmm. it's like okay yes. that's different and then like I sold a charger to Mike Coffee, who resold it to a guy that's uh, well, it was a kid. It's like a father and son build, and they kicked ass restoring this car. And it, they actually painted it the blue my dad's car is, but it, so it's completely restored, new vinyl top, all blue. Uh, I think it. I think they put a 383 in it. Gorgeous car. But when we were at, uh, let's see, what was that? What was that car show? Um, uh, it was Mopar's in May it was over in like Riverside but it might I think it was in Ontario this time but anyway mm-hmm. I walked past my very own car and, I, and then you know <laughs> I saw my coffee you know like he was over on the end selling a bunch of parts and he's like hey your car's here it's over there and I'm like what and he goes yeah so I went over there I took a bunch of pictures I ended up talking to the owners and stuff it was really cool but it's like it's completely different. it doesn't look anything like the car I sold them. Mm. you know it could, it could be a different car and I think that's the case with most cars. General Mayhem is so unique because like literally looks exactly the same as when I sold it you know like mm. shitty you know if you've seen all the pictures like the car was multi multi-toned car and I black primer I, well I, I sprayed primer, I sprayed matte shiny, gloss, uh, <laughs> semi-gloss. Like, every can of black I had, I rattle-canned that car, trying to make it look halfway decent to sell it. And then, uh, and then I, it looked like shit because it didn't have any front clip on it, right? And I had, I kept the fender off of another car I sold, a parts car. So I put the fender on it, which was red, and I grabbed the hood, the blue hood, that's original to my dad's car, and I threw it on the car. So from that one angle on the front it looked like a charger, you know, <laughs> but I was out of black paint. So I didn't paint the fender and I didn't paint the hood. So, <laughs> and then that's what became general mayhem. You know, it's a trip. That's
0: crazy. That is yeah, crazy.
3: A friend of mine was like, Hey, when they, cause they did that episode it was on YouTube, right? They were, I we yeah. have it on motor yeah, trend,
2: before yeah. motor trend. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and a friend of mine was like, "Hey, I think one of your cars is on on uh, YouTube," and I'm like, "Really?" So I went and looked. I'm like, "Damn, that is such a trip." To see, you know, you, there's no arguing. It's like that's the same car. That's the car that left my yard. <laughs> I'm so glad that's I took crazy, some pictures man. of it before it left, too,
1: because yeah.
3: otherwise who would believe me right yeah.
0: well <laughs> i remember he, the pick you sent me that was, one picture of it in your yard and i was like shit that's general mayhem <laughs> before yeah. it was general mayhem that's crazy yeah
1: well a while i saw while it in I person
2: started hanging out with you guys and he said i know the guy that had general mayhem i was like whatever you're <laughs> <laughs> whatever and then right. you know he shows me these pictures that that johnny had and i was like holy crap that's awesome so yeah uh, you know no, then for Freiburger pretty- to sh- shout you out like a couple weeks ago was like you know yeah that was, I, that was that's cool, that's though. so cool i can't imagine how cool it is for you but i was sitting there I, so we watch this stuff while i'm at work right whenever we have lunch we sit down, and we have lunch, and we turn on Roadkill or Roadkill Garage. There it <laughs> is. Awesome. Check so that out. And...
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's no, it's so right there. You got it.
2: Yeah, there it is. So yeah. we sit down for lunch, and we watch Roadkill or Roadkill Garage. Today I watch uh, um, Engine Masters. We watch whatever's on, whatever the new thing is. And, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we sit down, and we turn on – uh, roadkill garage and David freiberger says I got this car from trading a couple cylinder heads to a guy named Johnny Mopar and I like freaked out and the guys I worked yeah. with are
1: like what is <laughs> wrong with you and I was like I, I, I know that
2: guy oh my god he got shot my <laughs> yeah,
1: it was like, like I, a fangirl moment almost but I, Maddox I is a fanboy <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's Johnny Burford. That's my friend.
3: <laughs> I, I'm glad it it I think timing wise it like sometimes things just work out perfectly, you know, because like uh at that I think when he filmed that, he he was hitting up my coffee and me for parts when they were working on General Mayhem.
2: Mm, yeah. Um I think four forty back in it.
3: Yeah, it was before they were still tearing out the Hellcat motor at that time. And then right. the car was gonna go to Burton, <laughs> right? So
2: <laughs> and it hurt Blake so much. He got help him out yeah. so much with that.
1: <laughs>
3: uh, so I think I think it was around that time when he actually filmed that. So I was like actually talking to him, you know, at the time, which was which yeah. was cool. It is I don't cool. know because you know, after that time. After that, uh, Steve Dulcich actually came and got all the parts,
2: right? Don't so even, don't even, don't even. Steve Dulcich is my hero. I want to be Dulcich. <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna hurt my heart.
3: That guy is so cool. I mean, I, I, out of all the characters, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like, I like Dave Freiburger, but like Steve Dulcich is like one of the coolest cats you'll ever meet. I
2: yeah,
3: mean, he's, he's just so, he's so laid cool. back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I heard, I don't know, because I, you know, I had the family with me. So we left, but I heard he got like tore up and smashed Friday night. There's like a little bar there, they do a, a bonfire and beer. And I heard he was tore up the night before. So that's funny. So, I don't know. Yeah. But he was wandering around the next day. And he's, cra- he's crazy tall too. I don't know if you guys realize how tall he is. He's
2: yeah, I bet he's I'm, like I'm, six three, six four. If I had to guess. Yeah,
3: I'm six foot, and it's like when he came over that day, I was like, whoa. You know, like when you see people on TV, you have no idea how tall they are. That dude is definitely tall. Uh, yeah, but yeah, totally cool guy.
2: Yeah, I thought Finnegan was really tall, and then I met him and stood next to him, and, I, and I'm only five eight. Finnegan can't be. He he might be six foot, but I doubt it. Like I, I stood next to the guy and was like, "Man, you look a lot taller." I didn't say it, but I. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, man, those guys are so cool. Um, I, I've never met, I've never met Freiberger. I've interacted with him a little bit on emails, um, from Engine Masters. You know, I I send not critiques exactly, but like, man, I would have liked to this in the test. I would have liked. I wonder what this would have been. And he always responds back, and he's super cool because he responds back with things like, "That's a really good question," or you know, sometimes he'll yeah. he'll tell you like, "We tested this, but it came out such and such, so we didn't really include it in the episode." He's super cool about that on Engine Masters. So I've interacted with him a little bit through email. I met. Like I said, uh, I I met uh, uh, Finnegan in person. Super cool dude. I talked to him. He he yeah. was like, he was so cool about it. Like I, I was freaking out and like talking probably a thousand miles an hour, and he was probably like, "Oh my gosh, dude, just leave me alone." But you know, he was super cool about it. <laughs> I would love to meet Dulcich because like Dulcich is like to me that's the coolest dude on Motor Trend, and he's yes. super cringy he doesn't do anything <laughs> like everything he does is super weird and that's part of the thing i yeah. love about him no, but I, I he's, know he's the mopar about. god like you know yeah. like like you johnny he's got oh. so much mopar stuff at his place it's just like yeah holy crud like you know i the the way that Freiburger built the COVID three hundred and fifty out of crap in his garage. I I want to be able to build a five hundred horsepower small block Mopar out of crap in my garage whenever I'm bored. <laughs> it's like the yeah. ultimate goal.
1: Hey, Dude. it's only a bottle of nitrous away. Just for
2: from- me, <laughs> <laughs> throw a three hundred shot at it, and a stock three eighteen is going to be five hundred horse.
3: <laughs> well, I, I tell you, like uh, my buddy John Jones, he him and Dulcich like they're cut from the same cloth they do the same shit like I swear to god dude you get you get like a piece of paper like this and John will freaking out of paper mache you know make a hemi out of it or something you know it's like (laughs) how in the hell I mean it blows your mind and I was watching if you go into uh I don't I think it's I don't know if it's engine. It's, I don't think it's engine masters, but Steve Dolches has on Motor Trend. There's like some short videos that he did. They're really, yeah. they're, they're pretty old. But yeah. He had he had like TA 340 TA heads. Yeah. And he was talking about how the ports were bigger in them, and they had to move the uh, the the push rods out yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: to go yeah. around yeah.
3: the ports and stuff. Yeah. And he jigged up he jigged up his own crap. Like you know, like to bolt to the head so he can run a drill through. Like he, I think he fills the original hole, yeah, and then he yeah. re-drills it so it's at an angle. So it, they basically makes TA heads, yeah. So uh,
2: that was in masters, yeah. It was in oh, masters, was it? okay. Yeah, okay. so they did a uh, they did a port and polish uh, three sixty, and and it was like they built like five hundred and something horsepower out of this small yeah. block Mopar. And Dulcich ported and polished, home ported and polished, his own heads, cast iron. And he was like, all you got to do is move the push rods over an inch and a half. And I was like, nobody can move the push rods an inch and a half except for you and like 10 other guys on the planet, You know, but he was like, it's not a big deal. You just fill them in and move them over. That's not, that's not how simple it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the guys. I don't know how you drill that because I have a set of TA heads and I'm looking at them and how close they come to the like the (laughs) there's like the passageways and the castings between the runners and the the actual push rods that are offset. Like there is like I mean like maybe a sixteenth of material still left. Yeah. I mean, so to be able to hold a drill or even use a drill press and to be that accurate he, like, he i don't uses, even know how you would do that
3: he uses a guy he i'm telling you he's he a guy this guide it's a brack like a bracket with like a tube welded onto it i mean mm-hmm. the thing
2: looks it's crude. not that big a deal it's not yeah, that big a deal he, he just built his own tools,
3: fills the old <laughs> holes and then re drills it like you gotta watch the episode dude oh, but
2: that, dude, that's seen seen kind that of it's crazy
1: yeah. all right oh, I'll, I'll find it okay there you go so you're saying he's like macgyver Yes,
2: except yes. for way
1: better and only with Mopar stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, and my buddy John Jones is the same way, dude. Like I swear, if you have a car that's got rust on it, like the lower quarter panel or whatever, dude, he will he'll look at something and he'll be like, "Oh yeah, like the headlight bucket on that Valiant, that's like the same curve curvature of this over here, so I'm just going to" He pulls out his tin snips and he I swear, dude, he cuts this metal like it's made out of paper, like he's got scissors. Yeah. And then he'll he'll bend the shit on his knee. He'll like (laughs) do shit like this, right? And I swear, dude, and then he'll graft it in the car, and it'll be perfect. It'll be perfect. Like he's like, oh, that's the way Fro is. I don't buy those patch panels. That's
2: That's the the way Fro is with everything. So our buddy, our buddy that, well, Fro's buddy that has this Malibu wagon had, you know, the bumpers on the Malibu wagons, they're like this wide and bumpers are this wide and everybody just deals with it because it is what it is. And Fro walked up to this wagon and was like, man, the bumper look a lot better narrow. And his buddy was like, yeah, it would, but you know, it's kind of a pain and dude goes inside and does whatever. And then comes back out and fro's got the thing cut down and like welded back together and (laughs) mounted up and it looks perfect like he's one of those guys that just sees it and he's like it's not that big a deal you just cut it and weld it and like first of all i'm not that good at welding second of all i would have to measure it 27 times and i still wouldn't get it right and he's just like yeah whatever it's not that big a deal he's one of those guys
3: yeah, that's John. I think that Dulcich is the same way. I, I swear, dude. Yeah, like, I listen to Dulcich, and it's like I'm listening to John Jones. The same, <laughs> same freaking guy.
0: It's good to know those types of guys. It's oh, good absolutely. Good guys.
2: Yeah, it absolutely it is,
0: Folks, this upcoming week, I will be bringing you coverage from the SEMA show in Las Vegas. So if you can't make it down to Sin City, do not worry. I'll be there to make sure that you don't miss out. So stay tuned for content directly from SEMA. You will find it all on the Talking Mopars Facebook page. There you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about this podcast, please visit TalkingMopars.com. And don't forget that you can send me your Mopar stories, questions, comments, concerns, complaints, suggestions, and everything else on your Mopar addicted mind to chris at talkingmopars.com or leave me a voice message on my voicemail box at 209-28-MOPAR to hear yourself on the show. Also, if you'd like to help support Talking Mopars, you can do that by picking up some merch in the Talking Mopars merch shop. You can order cool things like t-shirts, hoodies, stickers, mugs, and more. I even have a Talking Mopars neck gaiter, so you don't have to look like a dork in that blue medical mask anymore. You can find the shop on TalkingMopars.com. You can also help support the show by becoming a Facebook supporter on the Talking Mopars Facebook page, and every month you will be entered into a fun monthly giveaway. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars
1: Live. Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar
2: left behind.